So if our agenda for you is to do real estate, it's because we know what it represents for you and for your future. And just be aware of where you're getting your information and what the media is saying and realize everybody has an agenda. Your agenda should be your personal economic independence. What would your life look like if you could replace all of your working income with simple and conservative investments that could do it for you? Over the last 13 years, we've helped thousands of clients transact over half a billion dollars in simple and conservative real estate transactions, allowing them to begin replacing their work income with real estate investment income. Each week, we'll be pulling back the curtain on the ins and outs of real-time, retirement-based real estate transactions that will transform your financial future, even if you have no real estate experience. This is Replace Your Income with me, Kevin Clayson. And Steve Earle. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Replace Your Income with Kevin. Steve, how's it going, Kevin? What's up, man? Going well. You know what? Um, I was thinking... We should talk today about like a market update, right? Because I think we're getting questions all the time, like what's the state of the market? And I think let's talk a little bit about it. If you're cool with that, I thought we should just turn the mics on. Let's have a conversation about what's going on in the market. What are we seeing? What are our clients seeing? Are people waiting on the sidelines? Should they be jumping in? What are we seeing, uh, you know, from an economic standpoint? Let's just do like a market update and get everybody up to speed. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. So first things first. I think we need to tell everybody that there are two, yes, count them, two websites that you're going to want to visit right now. So stop what you're doing. Uh, There's two websites that we want to give you that you're going to want to check out. One is DFY, like Dog Frank Yellow, DFY-Webinar. That's W-E-B as in boy, I-N-A-R, Webinar. Now, if you go to dfy-webinar.com, here's why I want you to go. You're going to be immediately taken to a registration page for our next market update, uh, monthly market update webinar. This is something that we're starting this month and we're super excited about and we want to keep it going month after month where every month we are inviting one of our market teams to come on and we'll do a live webinar where you, you can always listen to the replay. We'll repurpose it on YouTube. We'll probably even turn the audio into a podcast right here on the Replace Your Income podcast. But if you come live, that means you get to ask questions and you get to get real-time live answers from the teams in the market or from us. So go to dfy-webinar.com. Register for the next webinar that's coming up. Um, I'm not gonna say what the date is because some of you that are listening to this podcast in a time capsule 35 years from now, it's gonna be awkward. So I'm just gonna say go to dfy-webinar.com and register for the next one. And we're going to start to do these on a, on a pretty regular basis where we've got, especially with some of the stuff that we've got coming in the future, we're going to be opening multiple markets across the country. We're going to have plenty of teams that can come and give us feedback on what's going on. So go to dfy-webinar.com. The other one, and this is super critical to what the, we're going to talk about here today from a market update standpoint, is I want you to go to daily fastball.com. Now, dailyfastball.com, if you don't know, is something that we just launched fairly recently. It's only been a couple weeks where we, right now, kind of the current state of things is we get properties analysis performers. We get properties that are coming in that are purchasable that are not being purchased yet for some of the reasons that we're going to talk about here today. And they are available and you could put an offer on them and you can get them. You still would have to get pre-approved and you still want to work with your account executive. But we are sending a deal at least four times a week, most weeks, five times a week. 
And every day you're going to see a different deal from a different market. They range in price, but you'll see the cash flows are kind of back to where they were even given the current state of interest rates. And you're going to see what purchase prices are. You're going to see what the homes are looking like. You're going to see what projected profits are. You're going to see what the 10-year projected profit is. You're going to see every single year for the next 10 years how that property is likely going to perform. And if you go to dailyfastball.com, you can enter your name and email and phone number, and you get a daily text or almost daily text of a deal. You can go check it out. You can look at it and kind of get a feel for what's going on in the market. And we've already, Steve, we've already seen people watching that list and seeing those listings daily go, oh man, this is better than I thought it was. Let me actually jump in and and take some action because it's not as bad as I thought. And that's what we want to talk about, Steve. How bad is it out there? What's going on? Um, You guys know that we're always big fans that you should always be buying real estate. Uh, So, But we also don't want to just blow smoke and say everything's perfect and amazing. So there is some things going on in the market right now that we want to talk about, let you know kind of what are we seeing with you know, potential recession or recession. What are we seeing with interest rates? What are we seeing with prices and cash flows and and just overall economic big picture? What are we seeing? Kevin, I think overall, so this would be the probably the general statement that I would make. And that is the dust is beginning to settle. Interest rates are settling down, meaning, you know, they were super low for, for a couple of years and then they kind of started going up dramatically. Like time, in yeah. months went up, you know, full percentage points to, to where we've gone from, you know, in the threes and fours to all the way up into the sevens. And, and now they've kind of come, come back down and they've, they've been settling down. And we've been finding that uh, our clients have been able to lock in rates in the mid sixes, the low sixes, and even in the fives in, in some instances. And so, and then that's without any, you know, rate buy downs and that kind of a thing. Now, you, you know, with a rate buy down, you can get even uh, an even lower interest rate, which we've had a conversation about that on prior podcasts where sometimes it can make a lot of sense to buy your interest rate down. You can take a look at the return on that, you know, uh, investment to buy your rate down. But interest rates have been settling down, which is really nice. The other thing that have that has settled down, which is really nice, Kevin, is that price increases. Right, the price points yes. of homes have riddle, really settled down. In some cases across the country, there have been some dramatic price reductions. In most of the markets where we are at, prices have just kind of settled down to yeah. where you know people aren't um, having to make offers above asking price. Right, right? it's we're, we've been able to get closer to asking price. And in some instances, in a typical regular market, the typical thing is to offer a little a little bit less than than the asking price. And in some instances, we've even been able to do that and to get some deals accepted. And so it the market is definitely normalizing. And at the end of the day, like that is a good thing. What yes. we were experiencing was not sustainable. And it's whether the market is like screaming upward or it's it's dropping like a like a tank, that's not sustainable either. And so we're at this place in the market where things have have kind of uh gotten to a fairly stable scenario and to where now you you can kind of predict what to expect as opposed to this like this crazy anomaly that's going on. So so that's been a very good and nice thing that that our clients have been experiencing. Yeah, you know, uh, I listen to a lot of sports podcasts and and uh the sports people always want to 
have comps, right? They want comparables of like, this rookie who's getting drafted, what's his comp? Well, he's like this quarterback or like this basketball player. If you guys want a comp, this I don't know what your feedback is on this, Steve, but if you wanted a comp on the current market, I would say the comp is like 2014 to 2018. So when when we saw the massive crash, like 08, 09 into 2010, prices went way low, right? They, there was a massive correction. Prices went way low, but interest rates then are pretty much what they are now, right? But you were buying at at significantly below market value. I mean, we were buying properties at well below replacement costs just from an insurance standpoint because the market had this massive overcorrection because of all the lending malarkey. Um, I'm using Joe Biden words now, malarkey. Um, (laughs) It it totally shifted, right? Uh, and, And so people were buying, but the price was low. Well, as the prices started to come back, interest rates were not low and they were not high. They were kind of in this range. Cash flows were not through the roof, but they also, they also weren't negative cash flows. And, and appreciation was like a normal appreciation. It wasn't like, you know, collapsing or screaming through the roof or whatever. Then you move into, you know, maybe you even take that up through, you know, parts of 2019, but then you shift into 2020 and that's when everything goes bananas, right? Now it's COVID. And at first, everybody's free freaking out. Lending changes uh, everything up. Then all of a sudden, interest rates go slamming down bottom basement bargain prices, but you've got this crazy appreciation, right? So, and that, what a crazy environment, right? Crazy low interest rates, massive appreciation, right? Appreciation largely inflated and driven by the fact that there was low interest rates, which meant there was more people entering the market, which meant demand went up, but supply was low because COVID had us in a situation where people couldn't get homes and people couldn't get supplies and there was a shortage of labor and all of this insanity. So the economy is struggling. Jobs come to a screeching halt, but people still need a place to live. It was this weird environment. So you had these low interest rates and this massive appreciation. Well, we've been wondering for months now, right, since we kind of came out of COVID, mask mandates have largely been repealed. We were kind of like, okay, well, what's going on? Well, here's what we've seen, right? Interest rates were still staying low, and then appreciation was still going crazy. Then all of a sudden, there was all of this news, and we're realizing, holy cow, there's all this inflation, and the federal government has just decided to print all of the money for all of the people everywhere. And then as a result, everything's costing more, and now I'm paying $5 for a gallon of milk instead of $2 for a gallon of milk and it's hard to get beef and whatever, right? We had this weird economy and now what we're seeing is the job situation is actually decent, right? Jobs have been increasing, uh, that which has been good. Prices have been normalizing, right? They're still appreciating, right, Steve? But they're not going through the roof. It's not, my home was worth 300000 last month and this month it's $600,000. we are not seeing that. And with interest rates, we're seeing lenders still want 25% down, not 20% down. But we're seeing, you know, between that 55 and 6.5% fluctuation, it literally fluctuates daily, right? The interest rates are literally fluctuating daily, but now we're seeing, okay, well, we kind of know interest rates have found a home. Appreciation has kind of found a home. The dust is settling. It is normalizing. And that to me says, well, and now, but here's this other aspect that I want you to talk to, Steve. The dust is settling, but what has happened with demand? Well, so that's an interesting question, Kevin. And and I would answer it with the inventory scenario, the low levels of inventory, that has not changed. There is still low amounts of inventory, less homes than are needed. Exactly. Now, which means there's still 
massive demand. But here's what's going on is that the demand is pent up. People have been waiting. They're waiting to see what interest rates are going to do. They're waiting to see what prices are going to do. They're waiting to see what inflation is going to do. They're waiting to see what the economy is going to do, whether we're going to fall into a deep recession or a depression. And so as the dust is settling and people are beginning to see some normalcy and as they're beginning to understand that, hey, the sky actually isn't completely falling here. Life continues. My job continues. I'm still able to eat and feed my family like things are more expensive than it was, but we're still doing it. (laughs) People are, are still finding a way and they're moving forward that now there's all this pent up demand. And what we're seeing, if you're if you're looking at some of the data that's coming out is refinances have even ticked up because of the the lowering interest rates and the number of purchases has been uh, slowly increasing. And so that's what I would continue to expect, Kevin, is that this pent-up demand is going to begin to break loose. I don't think we're going to see pandemic level type demand where, you know, 15 people are vying for one property um, or making offers on one property or 50 or whatever, you know, the case may be. But we're going to see increasing demand over time as people get more and more comfortable with what's going on and more willing to take that jump into a property. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's it's like a it's like a pent up demand paradox, right? It's kind of like this weird situation where it's like, okay, so I know I need to buy, and there's there's not enough homes, so there's demand, but I'm kind of waiting because I don't really know what's going to happen. So I there's demand, but it's pent up. It's it's kind of like I, I feel like it's uh like if you ever had a pair of running shoes, Steve, and you just pounded these things right and you're starting to see some holes and the soul's not great but like you maybe know like there's a sale coming up soon and so you just keep like running on the shoes and you're like I'm not gonna buy yet and then you just kind of wait and you're like the shoes are still good enough but I think what if there's a sale I don't know there might be a sale coming up and so I kind of want to wait to buy because I don't have to buy but I kind of need to buy I feel like that's kind of what's going on right it's like I kind of need to buy, but I don't know if I want to buy, and I'm not sure if there's going to be a sale or not. Well, here's what we're here to tell you, is what we are seeing is, I don't know if everything's going to go, like people have been wondering, like, is it going to be a massive, is the economy, is real estate going to go on sale, and it's just going to, you know, prices are going to go crashing. We do not see any data that indicates that will be the case. Now, we have seen a few more homes start to come through. And if you sign up for the Daily Fastball at dailyfastball.com, you'll be able to see sometimes we're finding homes again under $250,000. There's still homes that are around the $300,000 mark. I would say the vast majority of what we're seeing and what our clients are actively purchasing day in and day out, it's right around that $250,000 mark. But for a while, we were feeling like that $250,000 mark was like almost not low end of the spectrum, but but certainly on the lower side of the spectrum, right? Now, that isn't the fact that homes are seeing like dramatic price reductions as much as it is just this normalizing, right? The high prices and the being able to ask for high prices and the kind of artificial inflation of prices is not sustainable. And it was not necessarily a true indicator, I think, of property value, although real indicator of property value is what somebody's willing to pay for it. So you can make that argument. But it's kind of this pent up demand paradox where it's like, we know there's demand, there's still a limited supply, but people are kind of fearful, but they're kind of waiting, but they might still go by. And I think what we're going to see, this is just, this is pure, like, I don't have a crystal ball, but if I did, I think this is what I would see is that, that in the very near future, people are going to start to go, okay, interest rates are not going back down. 
Prices are not going crazy. I've been sitting on the sidelines for months, but now I'm realizing if I'm going to buy, I better just get, I better go buy because, and then if all a bunch of people start to do that again, and everybody starts to re-enter the market who's left the market, it is going to have a little bit of upward pressure on pricing. But again, we don't anticipate that it's going to go like through the roof. But I would still say that every day that you don't take action is a day that you are missing out on potential cash flow and potential appreciation, understanding that pent-up demand paradox and what is likely going to be happening in the near future. Well, I think you kind of just described the typical DFY client who has been with us for a while, who have bought, you know, one or more properties where it's been really interesting to see them really see and understand and have that confidence, right? They've already been the market. They've already, they've been buying. And so they, they, I think that they get it maybe a little bit better than others who haven't quite jumped in yet. And so it's been pretty fun, pretty interesting to see um, our clients continue to take steps forward and to put homes under contract and, and to close them and, get them rented and, and continue to move forward and to just execute on their plan and them seeing, being able to see like the bigger picture, not get this tunnel vision of like what things are doing in this exact moment, understanding that real estate is real estate and it does what it does. And it has such a long history of what you can expect over time that uh, they've been able to, to continue move, moving forward with, you know, a fair degree of confidence and, and it's been fun to see even just in the last few weeks, uh, the greater number of people who have jumped in and, and called their account executive and are taking those steps to move forward and uh, and get set up in, in a market moving forward, looking for that next property. Well, it's funny, you know, we, we had this massive email campaign right after Christmas that was like the 12 days of Christmas where we were making an announcement about, you know, kind of property management moving forward. By the way, the next podcast episode, we're going to dive deep into that kind of situation, what led to that. Um, But James, who uh, along with me welcomes a lot of new clients into the company, we've been getting emails from people that have been sitting on the sidelines for months and they're just going, okay, all right, I think I'm ready to go, right? And we're getting, I get feedback every day from people on the Daily Fastball who are like, hey, I'm loving these. I'm gonna keep watching. You know, some people are like, all right, I've seen enough. I'm ready to move forward. And so I think that the the idea here is get your finger on the pulse of the market. You could do that by going to dailyfastball.com and by signing up for the webinar that we're gonna start to do every month by going to dfy-webinar.com. But I think that what is important here is to not lose sight for any of us of the bigger picture, right? Uh, I had an experience this morning that that made me think a little bit about this. So I, uh, my, we, we have my daughter keep her cell phone upstairs. It doesn't go in her room. She is the only occupant of the basement. It's She's got a great concrete slab. Uh, we throw bread crust down there. She does awesome, right? Just kidding. No, she has a beautiful room. It's the largest bedroom maybe in the house and it's in the basement. And so uh, we don't let her take her phone downstairs, right? We keep it plugged in at night upstairs. Part of that is so that I can just, you know, uh, creep her phone and see what she's saying to her friends. But I, you know, my daughter, she is almost 14 and she's an amazing human, but she is very teenage. We at our house, we call it teenagery. She's very teenagery sometimes, right? Sort of sassy, sort of back talks, sort of like testing her boundaries. And there's times that my wife and I look at each other like, what kind of a monster did we create? How did this happen, right? And and sometimes in those moments when my daughter maybe isn't acting all the way the way that we want, we get a little frustrated, right? And we lose sight of the bigger picture. And then something happens like what happened today that's the bigger picture. 
Her phone's upstairs. It buzzed or something. Her that my kids don't have school today, so uh, her her alarm went off to remind her to go to the bus. And so I go to her phone and I turn off her alarm and I see her wallpaper on her phone, and it is this picture of Jesus Christ, this painting, hugging a little girl. And I don't know if you guys, I'm getting emotional, but I just had that thought like, man, if that, my teenage daughter who goes to school every day with, dude, the world is nuts, the way kids think, the way kids talk, like it's bananas what kids are exposed to. And in the midst of all that, if my daughter has a picture on her phone of Jesus Christ, I, I thought, big picture, we're okay. And I hope that continues, but it was just like, you know, I really, I thought about that. Like how often do we lose sight of what the bigger picture is? And I think from a real estate standpoint, Steve, we do it all the time because when we're looking at deals, and I don't mean you and I necessarily, I think we keep big picture in mind, but I think as individual investors, you know, I've mentioned this on the podcast before too, going back to our shoe analogy, I used to sell shoes. And and man, if you came in and you wanted a pair of shoes and I'd find out, you know, what your heel strike looked like and how you're wearing your shoes and I'd maybe look at the way you walk and run and then what your price range is and I could give you all the options and say, try these on, I could help you find the perfect running shoe. But then when it came to me, finding a running shoe for me, I'd be like, I don't know what to do, right? And I think that sometimes we can look at the world and be an expert, right? We're like an armchair quarterback, but then when it comes down to us throwing the pass, we're like, I'm not sure what my what my read is and what my check down is and where I should throw. And I think from a real estate standpoint, it's very similar. If we can focus on the big picture, but then understand if we move things to a more granular day-by-day situation that we may wanna be reactionary to the market. We may wanna be reactionary by not moving forward or by not buying. But if we can look at the big picture and go, okay, where were we? Where are we? Where do we think we're headed? And if I look at the big picture, does it really matter what's coming down the line? What matters is I buy property, I get up to 10 properties, and I hang on to them for a while so that I can gain all the benefit from real estate. And you and I have said this multiple times. I don't know if we've ever had a client in the near 15 years that we've done this that's ever looked back at their property and said, man, I wish I would have waited three more months to buy that property. Or man, I'm the, probably if anything, they're like, man, I wish I would have bought that property three months earlier, right? But I don't think anybody goes, man, I wish I would have waited to get that property. It's really rare, right? Maybe there's a rare occurrence where if market prices slam down in a month, they're like, dang it, I missed out on that opportunity. But generally speaking, after a 10 or 15-year time frame of owning a property, when you go and look back, you won't really care what the purchase price was or maybe even what the interest rate was initially because you've used that property over this long-term big plan perspective to where it has generated significant revenue for you. And I think that that's kind of the message is like the market's going to do what the market's going to do, right? The market's going to market. Like that's the economy's going to economy, right? It's, it's going to do what it's going to do. It's up to us to take action for us, as opposed to just kind of continuing to wait on the sideline and deal with this kind of pent-up demand paradox and where we're going to land with it. Anything you want to add to that? No, I think that's very well said. And that's a good synopsis, good summary of where we're at in the markets right now. Now, understand that a lot of what you hear, you know, in the news media is still, you know, doom and gloom. Chicken little, yeah. And it's because like they're looking at like the overall market, like everything combined, including 
you know, markets on, on the West and the East Coast and, and some of the different markets where there has been significant, massive price reductions and so on. But we are speaking specifically to the markets where we have hand-picked the areas, even the zip codes where we're buying for the reasons that we've discussed here over, over the, the past couple of years. And so our take, our general take is, is that the market has settled down. It's pretty much where it's going to be for the next, uh, for the, for the foreseeable future. And uh, all data, you know, indicates that uh, this is a fantastic time to be jumping in and continuing the process of building your 10 property portfolio and working towards that economic independence. And, you know, I would just say I was just looking at some headlines. You know, if you wonder, uh, we, we have a little term that we like to throw around Um uh, we like to call kind of the, the real estate armchair quarterbacks the tiny pocket brigade, right? Because they're not bigger pockets, folks. They're like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna tell you what you should do because I'm too scared to do anything myself. And if you look at the media, a lot of them fall into a very similar category, okay? They are quarterbacking based on what will get them clicks and reads, not what's right for you. If you were to ask uh, the authors of so many of these articles how many individual single-family properties they own, uh, my guess is it would be none. Yeah, none. Right, exactly. Well, I own my own home, right? And, and so this is the key. And understand just from a marketing standpoint, right? The news programs are going to give you the headlines that will drive fear, and the headlines that you see on your Google feed or on your Facebook feed will drive fear, and here's the reason why. There's two headlines side by side, and one says, what top economists think the economy is going to do and what the downturn will look like, right, versus investors feel good about the future, right? Like, which one are you going to pick on? You're going to be like, well, what are the economies? It's going to collapse. It's just human nature. And so pay attention to that. Realize that everybody that's feeding you information, including you and I, Steve, have an agenda. Our agenda is we want you to do real estate because we know what it means for you over the long run. Some of the tiny pocket brigade and some of the, the news media, their agenda is clicks and eyeballs. And fear gets more clicks and eyeballs. Just watch the evening news. There's a reason why 95% of the news is bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. We've been conditioned to click and look. The good news, though, is that the market, if it is normalizing, there is opportunity that is abounding with additional opportunity coming. And so if our agenda for you is to do real estate, it's because we know what it represents for you and for your future. And just be aware of where you're getting your information and what the media is saying and realize everybody has an agenda. Your agenda should be your personal economic independence. And the question you have to ask is, am I taking a step further towards my economic independence by sitting on the sideline and doing nothing or away from my own economic independence by sitting in a state of fear. So if you're not sure, go to dailyfastball.com. Take a look at the deals that are coming down the pipe on a regular basis. Go to dfy-webinar.com. Get the information from sources that may have an agenda that want you to move forward because we want you to get your income replaced. That's the whole reason we do the podcast and we know what it can mean for you, for your family, and for your future. Anything you want to say before we sign off? Sir Steve Earl, CEO of Done For You Real Estate. Ready to sign off. That was great, Kev. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on Replace Your Income with Kevin and Steve. 
Do you want to learn more about our company, Done For You Real Estate, and to see if you qualify right now, today, to begin replacing your income with simple and conservative real estate investing done for you? Visit dfy-intro.com. Click the orange button, watch our super quick webinar, and fill out the little form on the right side of the page. You'll know within 60 seconds if you qualify to begin replacing your income right away. As always, please rate, review, and share the podcast with friends and family. And until next time, just remember, income replacement for you and your family may only be one property away. See you next week.